Welcome to another episode of the My Mail Order Husband podcast. I'm Heather. Ahoy! And I'm Jason. He has become a sailor, a Russian sailor. What would you say if you were a Russian sailor? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I'm going to have to Google that one. You don't know? Well, I, I know I've been watching a lot more Russian TV, but I don't think... I don't even know if they say anything. I think everything doesn't matter what military branch in Russia. Everybody just say, Opa! Or Ahoy! Or Vodka. I don't know. They say Opa in Russia? Like in Greece? I guess. I don't know. I think so. Opa. Yeah, I think they do. We yeah. were at a couple dinners. Your relatives right. yelled it while they were slamming shots. Yeah. We say, Zazdarovia. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm not. You know, you said that the more I watch Russian television, mm-hmm. it will come to me. Yeah. It's not. It's not. I pick up a few words like I. I heard them say eyes. Um, different foods I can understand. And that's that's about it. Well, stick with it, babes. You know, Russia's going to take over America soon. It's going to be like that movie Red Dawn. The food's really good, though, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. What do we have on our agenda today? So, I don't know, just recapping the week. We're a little bit late getting the podcast up this week. But, you know, you make a goal, you write it down, mm-hmm. and you execute it. This is number three, right? <laughs> yeah. Or four, I can't remember. I don't know, three. three. I feel like we're running behind. No, we're four. Yeah, we're four. Okay, we're doing good. And this is four for the year. For the year, we're doing good. So, this week, recap, anything special happened to you? Oh, gosh, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Um, my son called me thick. <laughs> with two C's. With two C's. You want to tell him how that oh goes went down? Gosh. Okay. Let me paint a scene. I'm on the phone at work, <laughs> and I'm talking to somebody, uh, pretty important. And all of a sudden, I have my wife calling me on the other line. So I answer the phone and I cover my mic and I said, "Hey, hold on one second. On the other line, I'm hearing my wife, what I <laughs> assume or presume to be, just wailing, like she is crying." And I'm like, oh my gosh, sir, I need to let you go. Let me call you right back. We hang up, and this is what I hear. (laughs) I wasn't crying. I was laughing so hard. I had tears running down my face. I couldn't even breathe, though. I couldn't even, like, form a sentence. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting with a six-year-old. He's almost seven. And he was talking about the fact that he is getting longer arm hair. (laughs) Like Papa, Mm -hmm. is what he said. So then I said, are you going to get a beard? And he's like, look. So we're looking at his face. We don't see a beard. And I said, well, you'll you'll probably grow one when you get older. Do you want to look like Papa? And he's like, I'm going to look just like Papa. I'm like, yeah, you probably are. You look just like him right now. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to be thick and rich. <laughs> and only one of those things is true. So I'm going on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jason's like, did he just call me fat? So it was the funniest thing ever. I don't know where they hear this stuff from. YouTube, apparently. Yeah. And I didn't know that there's been a, a different way of saying thick. It's not thick. It's Thick. With two C's. So it's T-H-I-C-C. It's a slang word. It's been around for years. It's used to describe usually a voluptuous woman, but apparently when... (laughs) Apparently I'm a voluptuous woman. (laughs) When these YouTubers are making these videos, they call everything thick. Like they'll call the sheep in Minecraft. That's Mm -hmm. a thick boy. So he calls the cat a thick boy. He calls his dad a thick boy. At least he calls you rich. Right. That's true. I got to forgive him. We did have a conversation with afterwards that it's not nice to call other people thick. You can probably get away with it with your parents. I, and I plus my ego's big enough. It's going to take more than a six-year-old to take me down. It was hilarious. <laughs> so that's what happened this week. I can't think of anything else. Just work and homeschool. And we're already at another weekend. And we got some stuff planned. Yeah, we found out that Heather's going to continue going crazy with the kids at home. Because apparently the kids cannot go back to school. Yeah, I went to the school to pick up mm-hmm. a new textbook and... I asked her, what are the odds of getting him back in March? And she said, well, not good. So, not good. 
<laughs> not good at all. So they'll see him in the fall, they said. I think secretly they like laugh at us when they tell us things like this. Like, <laughs> stay with your kids for a little longer. I just want to tell them, like, I am now on high blood pressure medication. Thank you so much, school district. Right. I don't think they care. Like, they I don't. even though we pay our taxes for this school system... And uh, and when we first started homeschooling them, we always thought we had an option to send them back to school, right? Well, that's and what they told us. That's what they told us. But now, what are they telling us? There's no room. No, they're saying, well, we said if there's room, they can go back. Yeah, they which, never told us that. No, they didn't. Otherwise, they would have stayed in school through COVID and right. World War Three. Well, now there's a chicken pox outbreak at their school. Great. So that's special. Maybe that's over by now. That was a couple of weeks ago. I think it's over. So yeah, so besides me uh, trying to rebuild my self-esteem and starting a diet. And me going crazy, trying to juggle everything at home, we've made some life decisions. We are going to try and hire our house cleaner back. Yeah, we figured we we deserve it. So you have no idea. This woman is amazing. We had her cleaning our house for a few years at our old house. Mm -hmm. Then we moved out here and thought, well, we can probably do it ourselves. I can't. I could, but I can't anymore. There's just too much going on and... She's very affordable and she's like family and she's so great. Yeah, our podcast is just going through the roof <laughs> and we're making all this money and we can hire help. No, she's awesome. We love her and our dog loves her. I mentioned her name today and he got all excited and ran to the door thinking she was here. No, she's good people. Yeah, she's awesome people. So I'm really glad that we're going to, well, we're going to try and get her back. We'll see what happens. I think we, we did a good. We've lasted, what, a year and a half mm-hmm. uh, cleaning our own toilets. And the problem is, is that we just don't do as good of a job. It's not that we can do it. Yeah. We just. Here's the thing, though. Like, I have time. So my limited time, I can do, like, the bathrooms or the kitchen. And then that's it. She comes through. She is a machine. She comes through. And in what? Four hours by herself. Two hours when she brings someone else with her. This whole house, top to bottom, baseboards, blinds, everything is done. And it's done all at the same time. Rather than me being like, I'm going to do the bathroom this day, the kitchen this day. The bedrooms this day, you know, vacuuming, and then I have to start all over again. And she just kept Plus, just for the sanity alone, because I know we're going to get a lot of hate mail because we're so rich and we have help. I'm just kidding. We're we won't. not rich. I'm just kidding. She's but, very affordable. But just the sanity alone, because you know yeah. how sometimes you clean everything and then you just, it takes, it, you take it personally when your kids drop a jacket on the floor yeah. or leave something out, yeah. or just like when you cook something, it doesn't taste as good. When somebody else cleans it for you or cooks for you, it always looks and tastes better. Right. And I was listening. There's the woman that I follow on Instagram. Now she's rich. Her husband's the CEO of Traeger. Kristen. Right. Oh yeah. She always says, it's okay if you have the ability to do it, to get help for certain things. So we don't have childcare help. We never have. We've never had a babysitter for our mm-hmm. kids ever, never, not once. So she has childcare. She has a house cleaner. She has two nannies. She has, even if she has everything taken care of, basically, right. as a personal assistant, because they have the money. So she says, to save your sanity, if you have the means to do it, ask for help, hire help. I'm, I'm just wondering, when are they going to hire a prostitute to just take care of all the needs? That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm out of here. That ever happens. So yeah, that's all that's been going on. I know we don't gonna... make that kind of money. <laughs> I'm sure there's some very affordable ones out there. I just don't think you want them. So why? Because Magna's around the corner from us. That's so. <laughs> now we just lost our Magna listeners. Oh no, both of them. <laughs> I don't think we have any of Magna. So our oldest is turning nine. Oh my week. gosh, we're old now, babes. Well, I haven't aged a day. It's weird. He's mm. he's nine, and I haven't aged. <laughs> We're going to do something fun for his birthday since it's COVID. I don't know if we talked about this last time. I don't, think I we don't did. know we did, yeah. Because we just made the plan. So he's turning nine. We can't do a birthday party. We usually have like his whole, cl- we invite his whole class and we take all the kids to 
a fun place to do laser tag and arcade and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. we can't do it this year, so he wants to go snowboarding. So that's I, what we're going to do. Right, and we're not really big fans of cold weather, right? So, But we're going to no. do it for our children. For the children. Yeah, I'm excited to not go. I get to sit and take pictures and watch. Mm-hmm. And Jason will be going with the children. Mm-hmm. And then two of our friends, basically their aunt and uncle, are coming with us. Yeah, and the good news is that at least the aunt and uncle know how to snowboard and how to ski. Yeah. And I'm just going for entertainment purposes where... I'm going to spend most of my day on my butt or on my back. I like wish I was going up on the ski lift to watch you just face plant off of it. But <laughs> yeah, and it's about. it's funny because we live in Utah, right? And we hear this a lot. You know, you live in Utah. Do you not go into the mountains? And the answer is no. Like no. that's we're not one of those people. I left Russia uh, for a purpose. At the time, I didn't know this, but I really don't like cold weather. In fact, I'm in my winter blues and I'm sure... Uh, some of my our listeners can relate to this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I don't like the mountains. Just like people that live next to a beach never go to the beach. Yeah, that's so weird to me. I didn't know that. So your parents live next to the beach and right. they go every single day? Every day, yeah. But then you talk to people, they're like, oh yeah, I've lived in Florida for 30 years and I've been to the beach a handful of times. I'm like, what? Then you don't need, to, you should not live there. Right. It's like the people, remember when we had our old house and we didn't have a backyard because mm-hmm. we backed onto a mountain and we had no backyard? And I would get so jealous and so sad every time we drive around and we'd see people with these huge yards and they just wouldn't do anything with them. They weren't taken care of. They were full right. of weeds. I'm like, you don't deserve to have a backyard. Right. You don't take care of it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about the beach. If I live by the beach, I'd go there every day. Well, we're, we're still debating on that, right? So we, we may need some help deciding. Uh, maybe we should start a poll on our social media. Should we go to the beach and live in Florida or stay here in Utah? Like you said, if we could pick up our house that we have here mm-hmm. and take it to Florida, I would go in a heartbeat. But Florida real estate, all the homes look the same. And it's not as cheap as it used to be. Not the area we were looking at. Right. But every everybody, every area is going crazy now. It needs to calm down. So maybe we'll wait a few years. I don't know. It's just, it's really appealing. The thought, like, I like the mountains. I'm looking at them out the window right now. They're very pretty. It's just very cold. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be 23 degrees for a high when we go snowboarding. You know what I think you should talk about? I think a lot of your listeners might be interested uh, about your clubhouse experience and who you've met and what are you learning clubhouse is fun Mm -hmm. can be a little overwhelming to someone who's just starting (laughs) there's a lot of rooms there's a lot of people talking a lot of talk but yeah i've had the opportunity to actually chat with some very cool people some big time radio people Mm -hmm. who you think i would know because i'm in radio but we don't all know each other especially like the big top market people they just kind of do their own thing so that's been kind of cool to talk to them some voiceover people right have been really cool And then I met a music producer out of Philly. His name is Tony. Hey, Tony, if you're listening, he is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually met quite a few people in my industry Mm -hmm. because I've been outside of the retail automotive, right? I used to work at a store Mm -hmm. for about three and a half years now. And it's been kind of nice to just kind of listen in and see, you know, just bring back some of those memories uh, of how it used to be at a dealership. I'm more on the vendor side right now, Mm -hmm. but I still talk to dealers every single day. And it's kind of nice to know what they're going through and if, see if I can help. And so if you're not on Clubhouse, you definitely need to be there. It's the social media platform of 2021. And we actually have a couple of invites. So if you're interested, shoot us a, a message and we'll be able to get you in. It's yeah. by invite only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, invite only. You can find us on Gmail. So email us on Gmail at mymailorderhusbandpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have an Instagram, mymailorderhusbandpodcast on Instagram. You know what the, you just remind me of when you said, you know, there's all these radio people and we don't know all each other or know each other. Yeah. It reminded me 
every time, and I don't know if I've talked about this before, but every time one of my friends, or even you do this to me all the time, where you run into another Russian person and you want to make me talk to them. Like when we're in a store, yeah. you're like, go talk Russian to them. As like if, it. as if, I don't think they do. I think you like to hear us communicate. Like it's a, it's like our natural habitat or this, our, you know, I'm, our people. I'm watching them in the wild. It's fantastic. You like get offended at me in the middle of the store if I don't talk to somebody, if I know they're Russian. Well, What's yeah. that all about? Like I, nothing I hate more than being in a situation where I have to be Russian for somebody else's sake. Like I used, used to happen to me all the time where I used to sit on the desk at a dealership, right? Mm -hmm. Manage people, uh, et cetera. And my salespeople would bring me a person. Now this is normal. Like you bring a customer, yeah. but they would bring it for other purposes. Like, Hey, they're Russian. You Russian talk. <laughs> and you just look at each other. Like, yeah. Like, uh, how's what, the weather? what do Fantastic. you want me to say? Yeah. Not, there's nothing about it. That's cool. Like they're just people. It doesn't matter what language they talk. So for your entertainment purposes, I hate doing it. Okay, but if I lived in a different country, as an American, if I moved to Russia, mm -hmm. and they walked up and they said, this person's American, and you're American, talk. I'd be like, oh my God, where are you from? I moved here from da-da-da. And then we would just talk, because that's what Americans do. We are chatty. I doubt it. I think it's because you're more of an extrovert than I am, even though I sound extroverted when I sling the mic. But, <laughs> but I have to act like an extrovert. Most of the time, I'm more of an introvert. I'm an introverted extrovert. That's right. So like I'm very like I'm a homebody. Like I like to stay home. I wasn't this way like a decade ago or even 15, 20 years ago. I was going out. Couldn't make me stay home. But now it's like I like staying home. I like being introverted. But when I have to be extroverted, I can do it. I don't lack those social skills. Right. We turn it on when we need to. Yeah. And it's exhausting. <laughs> it is. Like I go and do a radio remote for two hours, which radio remote means that you're just broadcasting live from a location and you have to be super friendly and very smiley and talk to everybody and talk to the listeners and whatever they want to talk about. And what, by the time you're done, you're like, okay, I need a nap. Yeah, no, because I, you're just on. I think you're more extrovert than you think you are. Here's, I'm going to prove it to you. Okay. Because this has happened more than once, and I know some of the listeners are going to relate to this, because we would go on a walk around our neighborhood, mm -hmm. and we would walk up to our house, or we just outside doing yard work or washing a car, and there's usually like a neighbor person that's walking by, and they'll strike up, strike up a conversation, and okay. you will actually continue talking to them. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And, and half an hour later, I would just leave you. Like, I'm I like, you're on your own. Because they want to talk. <laughs> I understand that. But you get, it's one thing to just say, hey, how's it going? And move on. No, about I've your done day. that before. And then they start talking to you. And then if you don't talk back, that's rude. I get it. So maybe it's not you that are extroverted. It's just your face. Maybe. Your face is extroverted. I'm friendly. <laughs> they want to talk to me. You don't have a resting bitch face. Everybody, no, I do. Everybody wants to talk to me. <laughs> I've noticed that. Everyone. Yeah, but that's not true because I think you have a hard time ending conversations too. Like, I'm great at it, right? You just walk away. I just walk away. <laughs> like, and I'm done. And people are like, uh, see ya? Like, it's <laughs> like, awkward. You have served your purpose, sir. Uh, so he hates small talk. That's the one thing you need to know about Jason. He does not like small talk and he works in sales. Once again, I'm fooling you all right now by my ability to sling the mic like this. Is this even a term or am no, I just making stuff up? No, you're making it up. Okay. <laughs> Not even a term, but that's fine. You can keep doing well, it. Well, in a car business, we, we sling metal, right? Or we sling paper in a uh -huh. finance office. I would assume it'd be the same in a uh, podcast world. Sling the mic. You can start it. Do you want to put it on shirts? We can make some merch. I think so. <laughs> Sling the mic. Let's talk about what's going on in the world. What's going on? I have no idea. Well, not the world, but once again, I, I love 
yeah. hearing you like ever once in a while i'm in another room and i'm hearing you do your work uh right in your oh, yeah. in your uh workspace and i hear you like spit out this facts or studies that you run across and it just makes me giggle all the time because first of all i don't know who does these studies me either right but somehow they come up with this and from what we understand americans in general love data they love hearing things like they love lists and things they that do. any stats any, stats yeah yeah, so what, what you got for us? Okay. If you're married or mm. engaged, this only applies to married or engaged people or people who have been married. Okay. How long did it take for your significant other to propose to you? How long? Because the average, it says it takes an average of eight months to get a proposal and you have to drop 36 hints to get them to know you want them to propose. Whether that's texting him a ring, leaving pictures of rings around, any kind of hints like that. See, that doesn't make sense. Is there like a timetable of how long these hints have been going on? Because I can't imagine start talking hints on date one. No, no. I'd say they're together for a while. And then when they don't propose, because, you know, some women are like, they want them to propose after three months in Utah. It's three dates. So then they start getting kind of antsy and start like, you know, leaving wedding photos laying around, stuff like that. Right. Magazines. So it's eight months before you get engaged, not yeah. even get married. Because I think mm -hmm. we got married within the eight month period. We, our relationship moved really fast. So we met at the end of September. I moved in. That's right. New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. We got the ring in February. You proposed in May. Yeah. And we were married in July. We work fast. I don't mess around. I close a deal fast. We were over the age of 30 and we wanted to have kids. We knew what we wanted and that was it. Mm -hmm. I had never lived with anyone before. I never really did the whole long-term like relationship. I had one, I guess, serious relationship, but mm -hmm. I didn't really like him. So I don't think it counts. Okay, and then wait. I dated a bunch of people before. So just like dates here and there, but nothing, no like super serious relationships outside of that other one. See, I'm thinking none of them were just salesmen like me. Like you got sold. Either that or they were just really bad because, you know, I don't know why you're with me still oh. to this day. <laughs> no, they were just whatever. Like I could never, if any of you are listening, no offense, you're fantastic people. I just couldn't see myself <laughs> being with you forever or having children with you because, and I can look back on this because you are such a supportive person. That's right. Through everything, through our children being born with club feet. Both of them were born with club feet. Yeah. Just C-sections, delivering them, like all these things that we've been through as a couple I can't imagine any of them being there for that. That's right. I'm just still thinking I'm the greatest salesman that ever lived. Having gone through what you've gone through with me in this relationship, do you have any uh, reservations, anything that you would change in the back? I, I promise I won't take it personally. No. Everything good? Everything's great. All right. And that's the thing. I think friends see our relationship from the outside, and I'm not even sure they believe. Because I talk to them, and they're like, well, how often do you guys fight? I'm like, we don't really fight. And they're like, well, doesn't one of you like leave for like a weekend or just disappear for a few days? Wait a minute. Or... That's an option? <laughs> no, it's not an option. That's the thing. That oh. is not a healthy relationship. Or how often do you sleep on the couch? Or how often, you know, this, this, and this. And I'm like, never. We've never left. We've never gone out. We've never slept on the couch. It's just never been like that. And I think they have a really hard time wrapping their head around that fact. Yeah. I hear that a lot, right? Every time you talk to one of your friends and they're expressing their hate for their significant other uh, during that time, I don't understand it, right? Because that's mm -hmm. not the way I was brought up. And, uh, and But quite frankly, a lot of couples are going through that. So we're not looking down on you. Mm -mm. We just think there's a better way. And, um, and I think we came up with a solution several times, right? Just be boring. Or I even said, don't do shady shit. 
all the that time. That was it is. Yeah. Don't yeah. be shady. Like don't give your partner a reason to question anything or be insecure about your relationship. Because you see a lot of people, they go out for girls night, mm-hmm. boys night, girls trips, boys trips. And that's fine. I'm not saying don't go out with your friends ever. But it's when you like turn off your phone and disappear for two days and then flirty photos pop up on Instagram or whatever. Like that's so wild to me. I'm like, why are you even in a relationship? You know what I don't understand is these guys, right? And girls probably mm-hmm. too, that are constantly saying, this is my space, right? This is my space. <laughs> like this is my privacy and you yeah. are impeding, I don't know if that's the right word, on my privacy or into my privacy, uh-huh. which once again, when you said I do to that other person, you become a one. Yeah. Like funny story happened when, and you were not comfortable with this idea at first. I remember that. the way I was raised. Yeah, the way you were raised. But when we first got together, right, and we were thinking about getting married, you came to me and you wanted to have separate accounts. Separate bank accounts. Separate bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And what did I tell you? Absolutely not. No, right? Why? Because my money's your money and your money's my money. Yeah, and I, then at the time I laughed at you too because you were bringing debt into the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> And he was bringing money and property and houses and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted it to be very separate because I was raised to think that I should have like a little account just in case stuff goes wrong. Right. And like a get out safety net account that I have my money that should we not work out that I'm not relying on you after. Yeah. And that's a thing, right? That's a lot of people do this. Once again, to each its own, you do your thing. I just think if you're going to get into this relationship and you're betting on the future together to Mm -hmm. be a one, when you say I do forever and eternity, then you might as well complete everything else together. And we have one account now. We have a checking, we have a savings. Right. And investments. And, and was, was that a bad idea? At no, the time? not at all. But I, were you nervous? Like what, what, what was making you nervous? I wasn't that... nervous. I was, I was listening to outside advice. Oh, I see. Telling me how it should be because, you know, men cheat, men lie, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So that was fun. That's right. But prove them wrong. We're <laughs> well, good now. Give me time. <laughs> what is it I always tell you that I love you forever means five years. You got five years and then we're going to re-up every five years. Yeah, we're going to reevaluate the relationship every five years. <laughs> make sure it's what we both still want. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I, I, it sounds like I let myself slide for my six-year-old to call me thick. So <laughs> Yes, you know what thick is. It's I so know. funny. So it's I might want to make sure, get hit the gym a little bit, stop eating cakes, and uh, make sure you still, because uh, our five-year or 10-year coming up, so we're on a second re-up. So, our 10-year's coming up? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This summer, 10 years of marriage and 11 years together. Yep. Wonderful That's years. crazy. I like, and the thing is, like, I know I've told you this a million times and I know my friends listening know me. I was never a commitment person ever. So indecisive. Don't commit to like relationships just because like, I don't know, I guess in my twenties, I knew I never wanted to get married or have kids right? ever. So I did everything in my power to avoid putting myself in a situation where someone would want to propose, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, once again, I was never a commitment type of person. But I, I say this because it, there's not very many people that you can see yourself committed with. Like there are only a few people out there yeah. that I think you're going to be um, aligned with in your vision, the way you are, personalities, yeah. right? Whether or not you're going to, you know, work out together. And so, but you can almost tell that in the first week or two weeks of oh, yeah. knowing somebody. And I just feel like a lot of people lie to themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they want things, right? They they cannot see through, I think we called it before the representative or Chris Rock mm-hmm. called it the representative when you're dating somebody. I think that's who said it, Chris Rock. And uh, and too many people are in denial because they don't want to be alone. So they're willing to uh, bend a few, you know, the lens that they're looking yeah. through to make sure that that person 
fits the criteria that they think they might want. Or as, they think they could change him. Yes. Like, I can change him. He won't go out with the boys all the time, mm-hmm. and he won't drink a 12-pack of beer every night, and I'm going to make him stop doing this and mold him into the person I want him to be, which is never going to happen. Because when men show you who they are, believe them. They're never going to change. What do you always mm-hmm. say? Men never change, and women always do. Yeah, well, I also say that women will have sex for love, and men will love for sex. And for some reason, to your point, that women always think that after you have sex with somebody so many times, my number was three, you always got that you know, conversation like, hey, where do you, where do you see this relationship going? Right. And you, you always have to be honest with them. Just say, hey, I told you I'm not looking for a serious relationship. Right. Right. We're, this is, we're just kind of hanging out, be buddies. And I understand that kind of immature back in the day, but at least you're up front with them. Yeah. You have to be honest. Like I would yeah. tell people straight away, I don't do relationships. I'm not getting into a relationship. We can hang out. That's it. Yeah, but I'm never I was never gonna have that conversation with you because immediately I knew that there's something that could potentially be special here. Um you actually told me on our second date mm-hmm. about your three rule. Like you told me about it straight That's up. That's right. Like you were very like commu- it goes down to communication. You have to be so open and honest about everything. Mm-hmm. I come from, I operate from the place of whether you want to hear it or not. Like, you can't get offended by things, and so many people do. They get hurt over everything. Mm-hmm. Or a guy will tell them one thing, and then they read and make so much more out of it than what he's actually saying. And then they build this whole thing up in their head and have all these emotions for absolutely no reason. Yeah. I, I remember actually on the first date, I was trying to tell you because I was in sales at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I was on a sales desk, and, and I was trying so hard not to sell right not to sell you on me and i was trying to be as upfront as possibly can so you got the true image of me because the relationship goes both ways and if you don't like me i can like you all day long yeah but if you're not into me personally uh it's not gonna work out it may and if you were selling me i would have seen right through it right because i can see right through anything so (laughs) so you it wouldn't have worked that's all i'm gonna say is it wouldn't have worked but 10 wonderful years later it's all working out and we'll continue giving you guys our uh, piece of advice on how to stay happily married and how to raise wonderful children. And then we'll just cross our fingers and hopefully they work out just fine. Right. That's (laughs) the thing is I wish more people would ask for advice, but they ask the wrong people for advice. They ask the people who are going through the same thing as them for advice. I'm like, hey, if it's not working for them, why do you think it's going to work for you? Yeah, they're looking for validation, right? That's what it is. Yeah, not advice validation. Yeah, they're looking for somebody else who's in the same shoes that this is perfectly normal. And so, and this just goes back to what I've always been saying that not everything is going to be what everybody else is going to be. Just right. like when you were pregnant, how many people told no. you it's going to be the worst thing? Everybody. And and was it? No. No. How about uh, raising children? It's <laughs> going to be the worst thing. No. No. It's easy, right? If you just do the steps that you need to do, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you let them cry for six hours and you develop that type of personality in them to constantly be whiny and crying yeah. and demanding and fighting. Yes, you. I can see how that could be miserable. But if you take the steps necessary to raise these children the way they need to be raised, mm-hmm. then it becomes really easy. Right. But I think people don't want to put in that work. They think it's going to come natural and it doesn't. They don't realize how much work raising kids takes. You know what I hear a lot? That's another thing to your point. It's not even just the work. They don't want to take your advice. Like they'll listen to you, right, when we talk, and which Mm -hmm. is why this is a one-way conversation. You guys can't tell me anything. Uh, (laughs) But we, we would give advice to a lot of people on what we're doing. And it's almost like that political, you know, that glazed over look Mm -hmm. like, that's fine. Everybody offers advice. In fact, there's all these things like everybody's going to give you advice. Don't listen to them. Just do right. your thing. Yeah, you should. But at some point in time, 
do listen to things and maybe try different things and figure out what works for you. But there are some do's and there's some don'ts. And there's just a lot of people doing a lot of don'ts. The one saying that I hate when it comes to relationships, people say, you have to wake up every day <laughs> and decide and commit to this re- every single day, commit to this relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to work so hard every single day to make it work. I'm like, then you're in the wrong relationship. You know what I also hate is when people think that these relationships, these children happen by luck, right? I hear that a lot. Well, yeah. you must have been lucky. Yep. You met the right person. No, I was going to stay single for the rest of my life if I was not going to meet the right person. Amen. And what I mean by that, that doesn't mean that you don't deal with stuff. Like I went through my first divorce Mm -hmm. and we actually ended on really good terms, in my opinion. I don't know. She might have a different opinion of me, but I think we left on good terms. Right. Right. And um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, but... (laughs) Just say it. I know. She, she got knocked out by somebody else. But, right. <laughs> but still, I forgave. I forgive because it doesn't matter. It's not going to bring me down. No. But at the same time, like we had a fairly good relationship on, up until that point. And, uh, and I was, but I wasn't never miserable. Mm-hmm. Right. I think she was more miserable than I was because I think she was fighting a lot of inner demons with everything that happened. Right. But at the same time, uh, I wasn't. So, so yeah. So find the right person. Look for the right person. And uh, and then the other thing I don't like is when people kind of stay reserved, right? Because I hear this, I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Right? Look, at some point in time, just what do you mean hurt? What do you think is going to happen? A dump truck's going to drive around <laughs> and hit you? <laughs> like, grow up. Right. <laughs> Stop being such a pansy. Grow up. Nothing's going to happen. Stop thinking that everything's about you. Mm-hmm. It's not. They could be dealing with their own demons. It's nothing about you. And go find the right person that makes you happy. But so, like you said, so many people don't want to be alone. I would mm-hmm. have been alone for the rest of my life and been perfectly happy being yeah. alone. I like myself. I'm yeah. an only child. I'm used to having alone time. But yeah, I think a lot of people want to want so desperately to have somebody that they're willing to overlook so many red flags mm-hmm. just to say they have someone. And then I feel like they thrive on the drama. They like having that constant turmoil all the time. So they have mm-hmm. something to talk about. We all know these people Yeah, where they can't just be. And like you said, be boring, right? Like yeah. our life, like I look at some other people that we know and they're constantly <laughs> doing this, doing that, doing that. Whether it, they have a good relationship or a bad relationship, but they're constantly go, 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 go for some excitement. But we're like totally fine, chilling, making dinner, watching Big Bang Theory, putting the kids to bed and... Making it, making and it repeat, happen. And repeat. And then we go camping once in a while or we go on vacation once in a while. But other than that, like we just hang out and do our own thing. And it's great. It's fantastic. I recommend it for everybody. Yeah. Like the highlight of our life is doing this podcast. It's pretty fun. <laughs> right. But that, but that's it. Like we don't, we're not always looking for adventure. We're not always trying to go to the bar Mm-mm. with our buddies. No, we're not, you gross. know, it's just not us. And so we just, we make a life with just us and we are each other's world. Yeah. Right. And that there comes with its own um, danger. Right. I, I am fully admitting to this because um, I've learned this a long time ago. Never commit to one thing 100%. You always want to, I'm not saying leaving my options open out there. What are you saying? What, what I'm saying is that you should probably want to have a hobby. You should probably go oh, hang yeah. out with your friends once in a while, mm-hmm. uh, b- maybe even by yourself because you never know what life's going to bring, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to be, be prepared so you're not alone, alone when something might happen to your significant other. Like I'm fully, yeah. right? It's sad to think about it, but that's the reality of it. And you see a lot of people yeah. that are just, it breaks them because they, they were their whole world. 
Yeah. And so you try to be uh, conscientious of that. I'm seeing a lot of this. There's been quite a few people on social media that have lost their significant others this past year due to COVID or some other crazy illnesses. And it's these were the people that have been together since they were teenagers and they've never been apart. And it is devastating to watch how sad they are. Mm -hmm. Like they can't even pick themselves off the floor and like get on with a day and take care of their kids. And it's just it's really, really, really hard. They're being very open about it on social media, which is good. I think it's a therapy for them. But it's just really sad because I'm like, I don't know. We waited. I waited a long time to get married. I had a whole life mm-hmm. before I got married. You you tasted the buffet, the array of <laughs> suitors. What? What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying about I'm not me? calling you any specific names. <laughs> My name is Heather. That's what you can call me. A buffet eater. I don't know what you call them. Hey. Sampler platter. <laughs> Sample platter is better than a buffet. Right. You're just like walking around the Costco of men and doing the samples all over exactly. the place. Exactly. The sampling men around. And by sample, he means go to dinner here, go to a movie there. <laughs> Let's be clear, right? Right. We, we just took a really big turn. We started this conversation with, you know, how long did it take on average to propose to somebody and how many hints. And then we just dove into our own personal life. So Squirrel, <laughs> welcome to my brain. I, I swear, I don't have a, I do not have diagnosed ADD, but I know I have ADD. And that's why I love you. Right. You never know what you're going to get with me. Mm-hmm. We start somewhere and then we end up 500 miles away and you're like, what just happened? That's what keeps an interesting conversation, right? Like we will go to dinners a lot of times and we look over and there's couples, oh, you've yeah. seen them and you may be one of those. So don't be those people if you are. Yeah. But there's just like. They don't even talk to each other. No. They're just looking down or around. They're not even looking at their phone. Yeah. It's just silence. It's weird. And they just will look at the menu and then they don't talk. And then they'll slowly eat their food. There's no conversation happening. Uh-uh. We saw that. Where were we? It was a family. Mm-hmm. It was husband, wife, and two kids. And they were older kids too. Right. Like teenagers. Not one word was being spoken at this dinner. They were listening to our conversation. Yeah, and like, and never judge what everybody's going through because we don't know, right? Yeah. They could have had a death in a family on their, yeah. you know, dinner in there. But we've noticed this all the time mm-hmm. that this is this is happening, and so lack of communication. Yeah, and and there's things that you can do. Like we'll go to dinner. We don't always have to have something to talk about. So we'll whoop out a phone and we'll play trivia crack together, right? right? Which is an app. So do activities together, keep the conversation alive. And ADD does help because we you, you never know where you can end up. But let's be honest, we always have something to talk about. That's true. Because we both are talkers. Yeah. And plus, we like to talk things out, which is um, probably a good um, quality that we both have. Right. That's how you never let a fight escalate. Because yeah. if you talk about it, it never gets to the point where something's left unsaid. And you never, we never look at it as personal attack. No. Like even if we, I say something or do something mm-hmm. that may come across to an outside source uh, as being negative, mm-hmm. you never take it personally, and no. nothing you ever say, I take it personally because I know it's nothing against me. It's just whatever is happening in your life at that time that made you say this, and right. we uh, talk through it. But that's really rare because most women take everything. <laughs> well, plus I never call you thick either. Like, you know, my six-year-old. You six can call me thick. It's a compliment. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, I just don't take things personal because I'm just not that type of personality type. Maybe, I don't know. I think I'm more like a guy in that aspect. Right. Of being non-emotional. Right. I'm just not. I don't, I don't, I'm not fueled by emotion. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you are. You just choose the right emotions, Right. You're, you're perfectly happy with being happy. Yeah. Like you can be happy. You just don't let the little things impact your emotions. No. If someone says something, I'm, 
if they're talking about someone else, mm-hmm. most women would go internalize it and go, well, maybe that's about me. And then, and then they spiral and they go crazy. Oh my gosh. Such a good example today. We, we, when we kicked off our 2021 with our team, uh, I went on and I asked, uh, and I know they're listening. Some of them are. Yeah. I, I asked, what is their new year resolution? Right. And, and everybody went around the room and talked about what their new resolution. And this today, I, I found a really good quote. You can either be one day or day one. You choose. Mm-hmm. Right. And today, there's a lot of people in this room that made New Year resolutions. And then you know who you are, but, but you haven't started them yet. Right. So you can continue being one day or you can be day one. Yeah. You choose. And it's funny how half the people in the room thought I was talking directly to them. That's so funny. Right? They just yeah. assumed that I, I knew exactly what they're doing. And I'm just making a general statement. Right. And they thought I was talking directly to them. And that just goes to show that a lot of times you guys are your worst enemy because mm-hmm. you think it's always about you. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. People always think it's about them. There was a perfect case on the, on the radio. Mm-hmm. We had a morning show. And they were just joking and talking about a topic. Mm-hmm. And they got a couple calls. Why are you talking about me on the radio? And they're like, I don't even know you, lady. Like, what are you talking about? And it was, why are you talking about me? Why do you think this about me? And it's not just paranoia, but it's like people really think that everyone is so invested with what they're dealing with that we all must know what's going on in their lives or their head. And to walk on eggshells around them, which is ridiculous to me, like, don't ever walk on eggshells around me because that will make me furious in 2.2 seconds. If you have something to say, say it. If I have something to say, I'm going to say it. And I shouldn't feel like I have to walk on eggshells around everyone or handle everyone with baby gloves. Didn't one guy show up with his like pit bulls? He did. Yeah. They were, well, they were talking about people on drugs. And then he showed up and said, why are you talking about me? And brought his pit bulls and said he was going to kill everybody in the building. <laughs> so that was fun. Yep. And from that on, no more talking about drugs on the radio. No, 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 no. What yeah, else is going on in your life? Are you, um, are you, how's your uh, real house of Salt Lake going? I, I feel like I've real been. Real house of Salt Lake. Let's break this down. <laughs> what he meant was real housewives of oh, Salt Lake City. That's right. Real housewives. I apologize. I missed a couple of episodes. Or all of them. He's missing the S's as well, because that's what <laughs> Russians do. Uh, they say, instead of, do you want to go to the store? Do you go to store? <laughs> what are those called? Articles? We're, we're you know, merging. Simple. Yeah, we're great. simplifying everything. It's great. Fewer words. Fantastic. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is insane. Mm-hmm. I watched this week's episode. Jen lost her mind. She needs to calm right on down is what she needs to do. She's dealing with a lot, she says, in her head. Yeah. Like, it comes out as anger towards everyone else over things that have already been yeah. apologized for. Gee, yeah. I wonder where all of these women learn how to behave in relationships. Reality TV. <laughs> they're nut jobs. No, it's just I feel like they're trying to make more out of something that isn't there for content for the show. So they're just beating a dead horse. First, it was you smell like hospital for three episodes. Mm -hmm. Now it's you heard that someone was talking about me. So you came and told me. But then the girl apologized. And then two episodes later, we're still talking about it. So I just don't know if there's enough content, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's not enough content. That's what you get when you deal with Salt Lake City. There's nothing to do here. We don't have the beaches. We don't have the... Uh, I guess we have the mountains. You can probably talk. They probably skied five times already. They ski. They covered Sundance because it was last year when they had Sundance. And now it's virtual, so there's nothing this year. But it got renewed for a second season. Of course it did. And apparently a lot of people love it because people just love eating this up. Because even though they apparently are rich or act rich, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they're having the same problems. Yeah. No, I like it. I like watching it. It's just something to watch. But I finished Bridgerton on Netflix. What is that about? You, I keep hearing you talk about it. It's the number one stream show globally in all of Netflix world. Sub it up for me. 
Uh, okay, it takes place in the early 1800s. Really, really, really rich okay, family. Okay, that's boring. Nephew of the <laughs> queen, countesses, lords, dukes, all that kind of stuff. And basically, she how historically tricks a guy into marrying her, and it's awesome. How historically accurate is it? Or is it just one of those feel-good stories? So my mom was telling me, so the queen in the show is black. And my mom was telling me that actually Princess Charlotte, way back when, actually was black huh. in the royal family. That's really cool. How did that happen? Yeah. Um, somebody married... Like what? What crowd. country? Yeah, like it was the, England. Because it's usually royalty marry royalty, and yeah. I want to know how did that work out. I don't know. I'm gonna have to Google it. But anyway, so Must they make her. French they make something. Princess Charlotte. They make her Queen Charlotte in the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really interesting. I like it. It's a Shonda Rhimes project. I have no clue who that is. Okay, cool. So I love her, and I love how it's not because usually when you watch these kind of shows from the 1800s in England, everybody is white, mm-hmm. but they've made it very culturally diverse. Right. And so it's. Is that accurate? No, historically it's accurate? Absolutely or? not historically accurate. Yeah. However, it's more appealing to watch, I think, because it's like a more diverse cast, which I really appreciate. And right. the lead guy is smoking hot. I'm still waiting for Snow White to be Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for any of them to be Jewish. None okay. of them are. Right? Like no. everybody's trying to claim their stake yeah. and re remanufacture everything with different races. Yeah. And Jews are not getting any appreciation. We just, apparently we're good enough to run the show. You produce it. Yeah, we produce it. We're just not good enough to be in the show. Except yeah, for, uh, you know, if Jesus is a superstar. Jesus is a superstar? <laughs> yeah, wasn't there a show like Jesus that? Jesus Christ superstar? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, lightning may strike our house today. It may happen. No, I don't know. Maybe you should call Disney. Maybe I will. You know, what? another really good quote I heard the other day uh-huh. by Walt Disney. Uh, thank you, Brinley, for pointing that out to me. But it all started with a, just a little little mouse. Aww. Right? So no, no matter how big the project is, no matter how big the journey is, um, it just starts with a little mouse or just a few steps. So you're saying that we should start drawing cartoons? What I'm saying is that even <laughs> this project right now, because who knows where this podcast is going to go? You know, maybe, just maybe, uh, someone's going to hear a podcast and they're going to say, you know what? I'm going to put this on a national stage because these guys <laughs> just got it. Right. They're right? so smart. And they're gonna, we don't have to be smart. We have to be entertaining. And so, and uh, and so, they're gonna give us. I'm, I'm gonna go with a big number here: twenty million dollars per year contract. All right, right, and and that's gonna be it. So you never know where it starts. Why don't you start manifesting it? Put it on your vision board. <laughs> Maybe we will. <laughs> okay, let's we let's let's see, one one step at a time. Fifty-two and fifty-two. Next year we'll go on a vision board. Twenty million dollars. Let's put get a some little mouse on there. Yeah, put a little mouse because that'll be our uh, our symbol. Can you imagine? Does anyone want to listen to us? Is anybody listening to us? I hope so. I hope so too. Hey, if you are and you have something that you want us to talk about or you have questions or you have advice or you want to know more about us mm-hmm. in our lives, you can message us. You can reach us on the good old email. People still do that? I think so. I think that's still around. Okay. My mail order has been podcast at Gmail. We have an Instagram account and we'd love for you to follow us and we will post more. And that's my mail order husband podcast on Instagram. Maybe we need to offer something like for free. I hear that works a lot. Like when you give something, maybe we'll give them worksheets. Maybe we'll come up with some worksheets. Nobody wants worksheets. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe people want to work on their marriage and you need worksheets to work on it. They 100% don't. They want to ask their friends with failing marriages marriage advice. That's what they want to do. All right. So maybe that's a good idea. Send us your question about specific things and we'll share 
our opinions or we'll just act like we have listeners and we'll share our own opinions and we act like there was actually a question. Either way, you're getting our opinions, so get excited. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how that goes. You have to give away money or like products. That's what people like. Mm-hmm. I don't have any money. I got money, according to my six-year-old. We've got money. I'm we don't want to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any merch. We don't have any things. Not yet. If we were, if we were really rich... How fun would it be since we just got into camping because we talked about our RV last time mm-hmm. to like give away an RV? That would be really cool. That would be cool. Maybe we can partner up with Camping World, which is just down the street from us. Yeah. And uh, between all of our listeners, I think once again, I don't know how we can ship some to India. I know we have some listeners in India. Yeah. What's up, India? We got England. We have Denmark. Yeah. We're growing. We're going global. We are going global. They're everywhere. It's fantastic. They're probably like these crazy Americans. That's probably why they're, well, and a Russian. That's probably Mm -hmm. why they're listening. Right. Anything else going on exciting in the world? I feel like we only got one topic. What else did you talk about last week? Okay. You ready for this story? Yeah. You know how much I love talking about DNA and genealogy? Yeah. That's the only thing you ever talk about. It's so much fun. It's like detective work and I'm into it. Okay. Here's the headline. Mm-hmm. Woman finds out her father isn't her dad after he gifted her a DNA kit for Christmas. Oh, that's so he, a shitty way to tell your child. No, I don't think he knew. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. that's so, even worse. So she's like, he's like, what do you want for Christmas? She's like, I want a 23andMe kit. He's like, okay, baby, I'll get you one for $200 and then takes it. And that's not her dad because mommy was cheating. Talking about killing two birds with one stone. That is... That's a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a lot. Her name's Kat. She discovered this bombshell after taking the DNA test over Christmas. And it turns out she's not even Irish like she thought she was. Oh my goodness. Is mom still alive? Like what? Did, she's got some like, you know, I have immediately thought of that. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. So here's what happened was she found the paternal match on the site uh-huh. of who her real dad is. Apparently he's a quote unquote close family friend. She tried to... Give him a letter, but he refused to take it. Oh, snap. Well, he's not a close family friend anymore. Well, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want anything to do with her. Well, why would you? It's not like she's going to go back and ask him for child support. That's true. I don't know. Who do you blame in this situation? Is that the mom for keeping it a secret? Because obviously he probably didn't know. Well, he could have known, I guess. Well, she was always told she was Irish American. Mm-hmm. That's been her whole identity, her whole life. So like yeah. St. Patrick's Day is a really big deal for her, she said. And then when it came back, she found out she's British and German. So she should be celebrating Oktoberfest. Yeah, no, that's crazy how this uh, 23andMe's and all these DNA kits have uh, you know sparked up a lot of these skeletons in people's closets that some of them didn't even know, right? You yeah. you broke up families with your little lineage. I did. I really did. I mean, they, they were threatening you. I'm here. I don't care. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. It happened in the 1930s. Like, yeah. get over it. Everyone's dead who was involved right. from the jump. And now it's just like other descendants and stuff, but they don't want to hear it. But it's funny because in this in this world of scams, people always assume like you're trying to scam them. Oh, I know. <laughs> and you're trying to tell them like, I what love- am I going to take from you? I love, I was trying to meet with one of the family members. Well, three of them I met with uh, two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And the little old lady, she's so cute. I mean, granted, they're like in their 70s. And she admitted to me after I met her, she's like, I was so nervous to have you come over because I didn't know if like you were going to ask for money. And I'm looking <laughs> around and I'm like, listen, you're very sweet. I could not say this to her, but I'm looking at her house and I'm like, oh, sweet pea. If anything, I could give you some money. Like <laughs> I just I was like, maybe she's going to ask me for money. Like, I don't know. But no, she was cute. She was very cute. Cute family. 
We'll see what happens. I'm still, I'm going to go to the family reunion this year. Why are you doing this to yourself? I'm not going with you. You're going with your dad again. I'm going with my dad because they want us to come. We were invited. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's a very large family is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So we, we found my grandma's birth father and he's from here in Utah. So they're all still here. No one left. Mm-hmm. So her birth father was the oldest of 13 children. So all of their kids are still alive. Right? They're my dad's age, but they're his mom's first cousins because there was such huge age difference between all 13 kids, of course. So she came from the first one and, you know, the kids of the other siblings. So I guess they're my grandma's first cousins. They are like super excited to find us mm-hmm. and to learn this. But the direct descendants of the birth father, like his, he had four kids and then all, they're all dead, but then their kids are still alive and they're like, don't even want to think about grandpa stepping out on grandma. It's weird to me how there's two types of people out there. There's people that really care about the DNA. That's you. Yeah. And there's people that really don't care about it at all. And that's me. You do care. Not really. You wanted to see how much Jewish you had. No, no, no. But that's it. Like, it's entertaining. But I'm not about to go to people's reunions and and meet them. And I I don't even go to my reunions. You don't understand. My grandma was adopted. She searched her whole life for her family. We thought we found them 10 years before she died. Right. We found them. She had a birth certificate with her parents' names on it. So it wasn't a secret. Yeah, no, but you guys take it to the next level. But the guy that was on the birth certificate was not her birth father. It was her birth mother's husband, but she was cheating on him. Okay, you just broke everybody listening to this. I'm just saying they were excited to know we exist. I'm trying to let them know things happen, right? Things are happening today. You think they didn't happen 100, 200 years ago? People cheat. People have affairs. People have kids out of wedlock. Like It just happens, and it's not a mistake. Because I'm here, my dad's here, Mm -hmm. I have two cousins and an uncle, and that's it. Like, we have a very, very, very small family. So, that's it. Well... We came from this little tryst. You know what? I love that for you. Oh, stop it. (laughs) So, yeah, DNA, there's a girl on TikTok. She's actually making a whole account out of people revealing bombshells they've discovered through their DNA. Because it's not just me, and it's just not this cat lady finding out she's not Irish. It is... Every family. So maybe this Every is family. a service that you can give away because you are like a super detective when it comes to DNA. Yeah. And yeah. if any one of the listeners uh, gets a DNA kit and there's something suspicious going on, yeah. reach out to us. I'm going to donate Heather's time. She's going to walk you through step by step. I you know, have already solved three other family mysteries for other people. That's true. Out of three. So you're like at 100%. I'm at 100% yeah. success rate. I can look at your DNA. I can assess it. I can look at your percentages, tell you from what, you know, decade or century these people mm-hmm. would have been from. So you can narrow down if it's a grandparent or great-grandparent or great-great-grandparent, um, walk you through your results. And if there are questions of paternity or anything like that, I can find the exact people you're related to. Yeah, and do this now while we're still like humble and on the same level as you guys are. <laughs> but <laughs> Because at some point in time, we're going to be next level. And so reach out right now and, uh, you know, get us to help you. Again. Again. <laughs> there's two different ways to find us. You can find us on Instagram at My Mail Order Husband Podcast and on Gmail, My Mail Order Husband Podcast at Gmail. And that does it for this week. Yay, we're done. We're four in a row. We're going to keep it going. 48 more to go. And when we come back next time, we're going to recap snowboarding. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be fun. Get excited. Bye. Bye.